You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello, and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. And yep, you're hearing that right. My name is Matt, and I am hosting this game. It's the game Uh, where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. No, I know. It's been so long that I can never remember what it is. <laughs> that voice was Ken. Hey, Ken. How's it going? Oh, it's good. I'm over here. I'm a little upset today, to be quite honest. Uh, ben Affleck and Ana de Armas uh, are parting ways. So if Why you have are you your, upset? If you have your donkeys, raise them in the air, pour a little out. I just, I just want happiness for that both of them. Ana de Armas is single. Well, that's true, but so is Ben Affleck. If you if you really like back tattoos, don't worry about me. You just go to right straight to Ben Affleck. <laughs> he's got he's got a uh, a doozy of a back tattoo. That's for sure. He does. I I heard it rose from the tattoo shop that uh, he got it done at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of the ashes. Out of the ashes. So you'd say that back tattoos are your guys's Hollywood connection. I think so. And speaking of uh, that beautiful segue, as Matt is often known for, we have some special guests here. Matt, who is that? Uh, that would be Sam and Paul Carr of the Hollywood Cast Connection. That's Hollywood with two L's and two O's, I've been told. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> We're doing great, man. Uh, I'm actually taking a break from designing my back tattoo to record this podcast. So I appreciate you guys uh, inviting us to be on here. It is a long and arduous process. Uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, your podcast, where you're coming from? For sure. Yeah, I'm Sam. Um, I'll let Paul introduce himself in a minute, but I'll tell you a little bit about the show. Uh, We are the Hollywood Cast Connection. It's the show where we fabricate relation through degrees of separation. So basically, it's it's the classic Kevin Bacon game, but with a competitive edge to it and uh, kind of a twist there. So uh, we are anywhere you find podcasts. and our Facebook group is uh, the credits, so you can interact with us over there. And we have many games and fun things to do uh, outside of the show that comes out every week. Yeah, and I'm uh, Paul. I'm his younger brother, and I just get to hang out with him and have a good time every week because he's the guy behind it all. Uh, he does all the work, all the production and <laughs> editing and everything, and I get to play a game, which is good. You know, I like to call myself an, an aspiring movie buff. Because uh, I don't think I've reached full buff status yet, but uh, you keep lifting, you'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. And Neil, you've been on the episode, right? You've been on their show before. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, I went up against uh, Paul, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I won't spoil anything if you haven't heard it. Uh, it's a really 
uh, cool episode with some fun uh, little references and maybe some animals are involved. Uh, no, no one's har- <laughs> no animals are harmed, but they might be involved. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds great. I guess today then, um, Trivial, you'll be taking on the Hollywood Cast Connection. You guys want to have some fun team names? I think we're just going to be plain old Triviality today. I mean, we could be plain old Hollywood Cast Connection, but generally when we come up with team names, they're usually still in the Hollywood theme. So based on Paul's love for Italians in film like Tarantino and DiCaprio and my love for Dan Harmon and Denim Cutoffs, uh, we were thinking we were going to be Rick and Jorty. So that works for you. (laughs) That works for everyone, I think. (laughs) (laughs) With that out of the way, uh, let's kick it to the rules guy and figure out how we're going to play today. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, now I get it. That's why we've been losing so much, Matt. I didn't understand the rules. Yeah, I think that was our real big handicap, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, we played it at uh, 0.5 speed, so I think it's a little bit more understandable now. I'm not, I am not editing it to 0.5 <laughs> speed. We're, Can we're... I tell you guys that I accidentally hit the 0.5 speed button on your podcast the other day, and you guys all sound like 80-year-old men, and it is hilarious. It's my <laughs> new favorite way to listen to your show. Well, so. I already sound like a 60-year-old man, so... 20 years isn't so exactly. bad. It's not adding a yeah. whole lot to you, Ken, just everybody else. We're like the Muppet <laughs> guys up in the balcony screaming at things. <laughs> exactly. Statler yeah, I would recommend that if you listen to our show and think, I wish this was twice as long. Just do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, since we're not on a team today, I am going to be shooting for the win. So uh, <laughs> let's get this game started. Yeah. Do we say Jeff isn't here? I guess I think he's uh, getting a LASIK uh, surgery so that he can uh, see into the future. But when we say LASIK, we mean laser hair removal. <laughs> yes. Well, he wants to be... He wants to be completely fleshy. He wants to be the Vin Diesel of podcasting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Body hairless 2021. Let's go. All right. Question <laughs> one. In a somewhat fishy development, Tim Salmon was recently replaced as the all-time home run hitter in this franchise history by what MLB superstar? All right. Uh, I know Ken uh, doesn't know too much about baseball, but I think I have a decent enough understanding to lock in here. Now, did Tim Salmon go into like the the salmon smoking industry after he retired? Or <laughs> yeah, I think I mean it's a it's pretty easy uh, marketing e- there. Easy so I would, I would hope, so. I hope so. Yeah, exactly. Tim Salmon smoked salmon. It's like a John Ham's John Ham situation. <laughs> Slamming exactly salmon. What it is. Uh, could it be like a Mike Trout reference and his name is Salmon and the other guy's name is Trout? Sure, that's fine with me. I got nothing. All right, cool. We're going to go, we're going to lock in Trout. Uh, my last name is Fisher, so I'm hoping that if uh, I'm reeling in the correct answer here, and uh, we also went with Mike Trout. Yeah, it is somewhat fishy that Tim Salmon was replaced as the Angels' all-time home run hitter by Mike Trout. That's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> what a great fact. I love that. That's really good. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, moving on to question two. While often ending up on the worst movie of all time list, this Alfred Hitchcock-inspired film has built up a bit of a cult following and was called by website Bloody Disgusting the best worst film you'll see in 2010. 
All right. So Ken and I discussed uh, that it possibly could be Disturbia, but we didn't think they would call that the best worst movie of all time. And we settled between either Snakes on a Plane or Big Ass Spiders. And I I think I'm going to lean towards Big Ass Spiders, even though I know Ken said he wasn't too keen on it. But that's what we're going to lock in with. Okay. Hollywood cast connection. Yeah, we leaned into the Hitchcock inspired aspect of it. and We actually did lock in with Disturbia. Okay, well, the Hitchcock movie that they're inspired by was Birds, um, and this would be the classic Birdemic. Oh, oh my gosh. What? <laughs> I don't even think I've ever, I've heard of Birdemic. It just makes me think of Schitt's Creek. The crows. The crows have eyes, yeah. It's the one with the really bad CGI, Birds. Uh, awesome. Pretty classic on the internet. I guess Recommend- in 2009, you can't be, like, tying birds to people anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Within four, how many elements on the periodic table are naturally occurring? We are locked in. So uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I don't know. I seriously have no idea. Like 20. 20 is how many I memorized in chemistry class. So I'm going to go with 20. Nice. All right. So on, on your periodic table, there are 20 elements. Excellent. Okay. Um, we... We're kind of thinking about the table, and there's the bottom two rows, which are the man-made or man-produced ones. Um, and I think I, this might be a little high, but I think the main chart ends towards 90 or so. So that's what we said, 90. All right. So the answer is 94, uh, making oh, 90 wow. or 98. <laughs> I wish I would have said 100 because I still would have been out, but way closer. <laughs> Nice I know Jeff is uh, feeling that somewhere. Uh, he just shuddered. That it hurts. And then the LASIK uh, technician said, stay still. <laughs> Otherwise, these pubes aren't going nowhere. Uh, he asked for uh, the bald package, so. <laughs> $21.99. Right. Uh, question four. People with cellophobia may be weary of saying cheese or certain Kanye West songs off of graduation. What is this fear? I can lock in. All right, so Uh, these guys are locked. Um, I don't understand the Kanye reference, but I'm guessing having your picture taken. Oh, that's that's possible. Oh, yeah, that's that's good. It's like what's um, the Kanye thing? Do you know? I'm I'm trying to remember the photo album or picture. Something like that. Yeah, I, it could just be a reference to uh, his album, the one they, they mentioned, Graduation, so meaning getting your picture taken. So. Okay. Well, I think if you read uh, R.L. Stein's Say Cheese and Die one too many times, uh, you might have cellophobia. So we're going to say picture taken. Here's a uh, Hollywood cast connection for you. The TV series Goosebumps, the Say Cheese and Die episode starred Ryan Gosling. Nice. It's great. You should look it up. Uh, I think the reference was to the title... Uh, of a Kanye West song off the graduation album that is called Flashing Lights. So I'm going to lock in with Flashing Lights. And the answer is Flashing Lights. Nice one. I forgot about that song. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Flashing Lights. <laughs> <laughs> that one, yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Uh-huh. Just like that. I was actually that's the sample the, for that song. That's all we can play before uh, yeah. Kanye West sends his lawyers after us. So. Featuring Justin Vernon and Elton John for some reason. <laughs> All right. This is a question five, and it comes from listener Connor Kreutzer, uh, who sent this in roughly one hour ago. So thank you so much for that, Connor, because I was one question short. Right under the wire. (laughs) All right. He says, 
This CW show, running from 2003 to 2012, had every episode named after a popular song or album. I don't want to give too much information, but the title of the show comes from U2's Joshua Tree album. So I I believe, I didn't watch the show, but I think in the clue, he said, I don't want to give a clue. And I know One Tree Hill's theme song was Gavin DeGraw. I don't want to be. All right. We can go with that. Okay. I mean, the only one that I know that is potentially CW that had songs in it is My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And the only U2 song that I can think of that's that old is maybe Sunday Bloody Sunday. But there's not a show called Sunday Bloody Sunday. So any thoughts, Paul? You lean in any other way? No, dude. Go for it. I'm going to go with My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, even though it's wrong. Uh, our answer over here, uh, we weren't too sure on it. Uh, I know that there was a show that had a lot of music, and I kind of picked up on a clue that I thought was in there, and it could be way off, but we went with uh, a CW staple, One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. And your oh. answer is One Tree Hill. Nice. How do Great we forget time. that? Even though this was a question five, this is a total mad question. <laughs> <laughs> one Tree Hill is actually one of the ones that I didn't watch, so... Something yeah. I have to catch up on. I didn't watch it either. I just I remember. Uh, I I know you liked the the OC, which I feel like it was the CW's version of the OC. And Chad mm-hmm. Michael Murray was on Gilmore Girls, and so was Adam Brody. So it was sort of like their own spinoff. All right. So after five questions, what are the scores? All right. Well, it looks like Team Hollywood Cast Connection has twenty points, and Team Triviality has thirty points. All right. Well, then moving on to question six. And this is a question that everyone must have expected. One thing that I did not expect in the year 2021 is the return of a sea shanty of sorts, with a TikTok performance of the Wellermen becoming a pretty large phenomenon. In the song, the Wellermen has come to bring the people three different things. Name two of them. Oh, geez. I've I been watching. <laughs> I've been watching all of these TikToks, like because on TikTok, basically, you have you know your, the main one, and then people duet it. So there's just duet after duet after duet, and there's like 20 people singing, and I. I never listen to the lyrics because I just like watching what the people are wearing and how they're emoting. We only need one item. Uh, it sounds like you only need one item. Well, it's going to be two, but I think you guys have no clue what I'm talking <laughs> about. I, I know there's many different sea shanties that have one item that's always in all of them. So what if I just went with uh, just my gut on listening to different sea shanties? Okay, we're going to lock in. Sea shanties. I mean, I was thinking gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but uh, <laughs> the the story of the Christ Child is not a sea shanty no. per se. <laughs> yet, yet. <laughs> to quote Neil Fisher, yet, yet. Um, I don't know. What do you? What do sea shanty people normally bring? Would it be like? Uh, I would think gold would be one of them. Pearls, maybe. That's ocean adjacent. I'm going to go with pearls. That's I'm not going to get any closer to it just by fishing, so pearls. I know sailors love their alcohol, and I figured, you know, if you're in a sea shanty, you'd probably want some rum, so that's what we said. Well, the Wellerman has come to bring them sugar and tea and rum. Nice. Nice. We didn't stand a chance. <laughs> I'm glad I Why watched. Why is the rum gone, though? Well, that's a good yeah, we question. We could have got there from a movie angle. I know. <laughs> What's uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe? Don't they like get pretty intense in the lighthouse? Yeah. Yeah. Do they drink oh, any yeah, rum? He doesn't oh, yeah. blink for oh, like three oh, whole oh, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Uh, your sweater is is kind of like one of those uh, one of those like sailor sweaters, kinda. 
Is it what do they call this chain link or something? Chain link sweater. I could see. I could see you on a boat though, <laughs> wearing that. It actually, this was a cable a, net. A maybe? cable net. That's what it is. Thank you. What did I say? Yeah. Chain link. Um, chain link. This yeah. was a white sweater, but it's it's uh, now red because of the uh, the blood of the, the man I've killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing some kind of chain mail. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> if you're listening at home, that is what he's wearing. I'm it's wearing. Chain I'm mail. wearing uh, emails that tell you to forward. That's what I was going to say, yeah. When you receive this sweater, you better forward it to five people or something <laughs> bad will happen. All right, moving on to question seven. Philosopher Adam Smith is known for creating the theory of absolute advantage. Through his works, he was given two paternal nicknames. Name either one of them. Big Papa. <laughs> right where my mind went. We're going to lock in with Godfather. We're just going to kind of preemptively lock in here. Paul. Mm-hmm. I like Papa. Daddy. Dad, Daddy. I feel like it has to be the father of something. Like both of them are the father of absolute advantage, but another term for that, or something that 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 falls into that category. It sounds like a uh, car rental company. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's the loyalty perk you get. <laughs> Welcome, absolute advantage customer. Here is your forward focus. Oh yeah, he's the father of loyalty programs. Lock it in. Locking in. Father of loyalty programs. <laughs> okay, so it looks like you guys are both really close. Um, when, you, when you said father of something, you were in, headed in the right direction. Uh, absolute advantage is a term that's often used in economics. So he's known as the father of economics or the father of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we have him to blame. I was going to say that's yeah. who, that's who uh, Ken has a voodoo doll of. They keep <laughs> continually pokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to question eight, which is probably both closer to your guys' wheelhouse. When looking for a choreographer for an iconic wedding scene in Coming to America, the producers didn't have to look too hard to find someone who would be forever their girl as they chose this American dance idol. We can lock in. I don't know. Paul Abdul, Janet Jackson. Fits the time frame, maybe. That's but the clue. What I don't know what that do means. With the clue. Doesn't mean anything. I to know me. it's a thing. I'm sure it's a title of a song or something. Uh, well, uh, if I don't know it, there's no sense in like hemming and hawing about it. It's either Janet Jackson or Paula Abdul in my mind. So it's neither of those. <laughs> <laughs> he said with such surety as he has no idea what the correct answer is. He doesn't know what it is, but he knows what it ain't. Exactly. It ain't. <laughs> I don't know. I like Janet better. Paula scares okay. me. Janet Jackson, locked in. Uh, all right, locked in with Janet Jackson. Uh, Neil, you seem like you had a better idea on this one. Yes, uh, I'm allergic to cats, but uh, I do welcome DJ Scat Cat, so we went you, with Paul Abdul. You got to MC, Oh, you got it. <laughs> MC Scat Cat. Oh, and uh, no. yes, the answer is Paula Abdul. Wow. That is your fault, Paul. <laughs> oh, it's not. Paul, you should she have been born earlier. Uh, Forever Your Girl being the album that Straight Up was on. Oh, got it. Oh, I was off. I had that on cassette tape that I, was, I got that at That song Walmart. is running in my head this whole time, too. I just didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I just like the, I like the J. Cole version better. Was it Workout, where he sampled that whole thing for the final hook there? It's good. All right, moving on to question nine. On the classic Wu-Tang album, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, there is a song that is just the acronym CREAM. What does CREAM stand for? Locked in. That is all you. Oh, he's locked in already. Yeah, it's yeah. um, uh, cash rules everything. Um, and oh my god, 
I'm having a brain <laughs> fart. I know this too because I I have this album. I listened to it a million times. Um, is it a lyric? Yeah, they say it. They, yeah, they say it. I think they say it at one point. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm having such a bad brain fart. Um, because I know track seven is just Wu Tang ain't nothing. Just I know that. Just take your time. <laughs> um, cash rules. All right, I, I guess we'll just have to go. Cash rules everything and more because I can't I can't pull it right now. I'm having like the the most severe brain fart I've ever had. Sorry, Eric Walling, who I Since know. Since last week. Since last week, yeah. All right, put put Neil out of his misery here. What's the answer? Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar dollar uh, bill, y'all. Yeah. Oh, see, I could have said dollar dollar bill, y'all, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that would have got you there. You could have reverse engineered the I should have. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish up this round with question 10. The national bird of this Baltic country is the white wagtail, which may have been a rejected nickname of Christoph's Porzingis. It's a Mavericks question that we're going to get wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You know we're from DFW, Matt. (laughs) Paul looks so disappointed. Or you're thinking, I can't tell the difference. I promise I did really well in school. I promise (laughs) I did. Very recently, if we haven't mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> For some reason, I think like the north side of Eastern Europe is um, like Scandinavia, and the mm-hmm. south side of Eastern Europe on the top part of Africa and on the west part of Asia is Balto land. Balto. Yeah. What? Yes. And for some reason, that's where I put Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania in alphabetical order. I feel like. I don't know. For some reason, I associate one of those with a bird. We're looking oh, okay. for the name of the country, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. With the so, white wagtail. Let's go with Estonia because for some reason, I associate that with a bird. Okay. You don't want to kill two birds with one Estonia? That's the saying. It's on a t-shirt. Buy it nice. now. Uh, yeah, we, we were talking about it. I'm almost positive uh, most of the Eastern European basketball players that are pretty stellar, or many of them, come from Lithuania, and uh, we locked in with that. Well, the answer was said at one point. It is actually Latvia. Mm. Oh, dang it. One. Stop <laughs> giving me the final rule on the answers, Sam. <laughs> Give me two hey, options. We both I got get it the wrong, wrong one every time. Well, All right. Well, heading into the swing round, what are the scores? Thank you, Matt. It looks like the scores are 30 for the uh, Hollywood Cast Connection, a.k.a. Rick and Jordy, and uh, 50 points for Team Triviality for uh, the other guys, starring Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Before we uh, throw it back to Matt, I just wanted to mention that uh, you can join Sam and Paul over in the crop. Come uh, say hello. There's a bunch of different uh, posts that we have over there as far as sign-up sheets go and uh, news and spoiler threads for each episode or you can come over to our brand new discord and uh, talk with a bunch of people over there as well if you'd like a non-facebook alternative so uh, please reach out on social media at triviality pod over at facebook and twitter uh, and any of those good places and you might be able to interact with matt and get one of his gems of a witty comment maybe we'll see (laughs) you guys ready for my swing round yep let's do it all right. So this one is uh, going to be about highest grossing films. Uh, I did a game previously where, where we had to uh, name the time person of the year. Uh, this is going to be a similar game. I'm going to give you the year. If you can answer based just on the year, you're going to get 10 points. Uh, I'm going to offer you a clue. If you can get it after one clue, it's going to be five. And if you can get it after that last clue that I give you, where I just give you basically the answer, you get one point and you'll be going back and forth uh i believe today we're gonna flip a coin to see who goes first um 
I think the road team's going to get to call it in the air. So we want to call it. Tails. All right. We called Tails and it is Tails. So you guys have the choice. You want to go first or second? Uh, we will go second. All right. So you're going second. So Triviality, are you ready for the first one? Yeah. All right. The first one. The year is 1979. Is that the year of uh, Godfather? Uh, no, that would be uh, 74. Oh, really? That early? Yeah. Or 71. Maybe. All right. We need a clue, I think, right? Yeah, I almost want to say alien, but let's let's get the clue. All right. This movie could have also been about a Seinfeld character's internal struggle. Internal struggle. Is that the master of my domain? Internal struggle? That's one of the internal struggles on Seinfeld. <laughs> or Serenity Now. Serenity Now. Um, what's the other one he said? <laughs> yeah. uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Highest growth. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, I guess that's it. let's do it. It's an Oscar winner. Yes, Kramer versus Kramer. The answer is Kramer versus Kramer. Good hint. That was Although, a good hint. Apocalypse Now is also 1979, and I thought about George going, Apocalypse Now! And the Serenity Now. <laughs> so how many points yeah. is that? Uh, five points for five you guys. Points. All right. All right. Uh, number two, the year is 1992. Uh, it was probably, when was like Beauty and the Beast? I don't know. I wasn't alive. Uh, I want to get more points than they did because they only picked up five. I would like to get the 10, but you'll have more chances. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast was 91 or 92, but let's take a hint. Okay. This is an animated film with a familiar voice to regular listeners. Oh, it's Aladdin. And the answer is Aladdin. Nice. (laughs) Bet you're glad you took that hint, huh? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. All right. Number three, the year is 1989. I don't know if I can. These these go too far back for me to do without yeah. hints. I'm trying to think. Uh, Roadhouse in '89. Um, I just want to double check. '89. Uh, Was Roadhouse a big box office success? No, not really. No. no. Um, I'm just trying to think if I remember because I know Roadhouse came out and what it would have lost to. It's just four year old Neil watching it over and over in the theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I used. To- <laughs> <laughs> Like ripping kids' throats out. Um, I think I think we could take a hint here. This film ushered in a new era of superhero films. Oh, duh! Shoot, I'm sorry. I knew I knew this one. It's Batman. Okay. It's Batman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. 1989, also generally known as Batman '89. So yeah. is that the that Batman sense? where he can't turn his head? <laughs> I think that's the second one. Isn't that Batman Returns? You can't turn his it's head. More the Maybe first it's one. But it's yeah. Batman doesn't turn. You're like, nuts. Want to get nuts? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question four, or number four, I guess. The year was 1990. Got it. That was right after 89. It's, well, if uh, you got it, can you say what it is? Oh, Home Alone. Uh, is it Home Alone? The, We're going Home Alone. The answer is Home Alone. Yes. Wow. Nice. You're welcome. Good grab. I knew that one because I asked the question on the show. That's why. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It was like episode two. I forgot that it was the answer, but he knew it. It's in there. All right. Number five is 2003. So that was the year I graduated. Um, One of those uh, Star Warses. Oh, uh, no. Well, wait, let me think. So 2005, I saw Revenge of the Sith in London when I was studying there. So So I would have been a freshman. Would Attack of the Clone. Oh, no, no. It's probably um, 2003. It's got to be Lord of the Rings, right? 
Which one? The oh, first one? Uh, it would be Return of the King then. That would have been the one that you won all the Oscars then, right? Here's the thing. Uh, oh, see, I don't know. Let's just let's be safe here. Okay. All right. We'll take the clue. The final installment in a series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you f- jerk. <laughs> Return of the King. Uh, yes. And the last clue is a Neil favorite. Uh, the answer is Return of the King. Okay. That's all right. We got the points. That's all that matters. Yeah. We, we kicked the field goal, as they say. Right, Matt? Yep. Yeah. Dude, Neil, I know you're not on board, uh, but as a recent convert, let me recommend that you go watch those movies because I hated them for a long time and I just watched all three of them again and they're great. Well, the, the Lords, not the Hobbit ones. So I'm going to be getting the uh, 4K discs because I hear that it's uh, it's really a, a nice looking uh, transfer. So I will watch all of them and report back. So I'm hoping that I am part of the converted. And I'll watch with you. Okay. That sounds good. As long as there's no yeah. feet. All right. Moving on to number six. The year was 1984. 84. Oh, yeah. We have hint options. That might oh. narrow it down. Hey, Matt. Forgot about hint. that. <laughs> okay. Hint one. Released at arguably the height of its comic leads career. Would it be coming to America, even though you had a coming to America question earlier? <laughs> when was the height of Eddie Murphy's career? I mean, obviously Shrek, so 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Norbit. We all know it. Oh, yes. <laughs> what about a parfait? Parfait got laughs. Everybody loves parfait. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I was trying to do your Chris Walken earlier, Neil. Oh, Just you? yours, because I can't do a regular one, but the two mice and a bucket of cream thing. So good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two mice. I don't think we're any closer to an answer after hint one. I would say coming to America. Oh, um, you would? Unless you want to get one point. I mean, for me, the difference between one point and zero points is worth taking a risk on saying coming to America. I guess you're right. Coming to America. You got the right actor. The wrong movie. The second, the last clue is Eddie Murphy works in the same area as where I work. It's Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yes. It is. I knew it was Eddie Murphy, though. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) All right. The next one. The year 2000. I, I don't want to bet the points. All so right, so let's take a hint. Adapted from a book and a previous short film. Oh uh oh he's 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 messing with me then, if that's his clue. <laughs> I I think I could be wrong, but I know that this movie made a lot of money and people don't think it's that great, but I I think it's how the Grinch stole Christmas. Jim Carrey's. Adapted from a book and also a short film. Yeah, I think that which makes sense. Yeah. But, okay. He made a buttload of money. That's our that's our guess. <laughs> All right. Your next clue is Jim Carrey makes funny faces after spending 10 hours in makeup. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Nice. 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 Good cat. All right. The next one, 2012. Was the movie 2012? I was going to say. <laughs> nope. You just gave us the answer. Thank uh, you. <laughs> well, they were making Marvel movies in 2012, yeah. right? When was the Avengers? Was it eight years ago? Nine years ago? No, oh, it has to have been because there's like 20 something movies. 23, 20. When was Iron Man 1? 2008? So that'd be 1, 2, 3. Yeah, it could be. Let's go with the Avengers. Or do you want to take a hint? Uh, I want to take a hint. But, <sighs> okay. But... I'm trying to get a lead on these jokers. <laughs> Let's take a hint. Uh, the hint is it could be classified as a buddy film, kind of. Is it Elf? No. Oh, that would be a good clue for Elf. <laughs> 
Story know, uh, later. <laughs> Ragnarok is too late, but I've heard that called a buddy buddy well, comedy. I mean, and now get Avengers Thor on and screen. Hulk do the do the Thor and Hulk thing in the first Avengers movie. That's where he punches them through the side of the thing. Yeah. Oh no. Fine, whatever. If you don't have anything else, one and zero take the risk, right? Yeah, let's go with Avengers. Paul talking you out of points there. It is the Avengers. Yeah. Dang it. I keep doing that. <laughs> I'm really proud of you, Sam, and I'm grateful to be on your team. <laughs> All right. My love language is words of affirmation, so I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Triviality, your last one. The year is 2015. Maybe we should take the hint. Yeah. Your hint is man gets tired of his boss and joins the rival corporation. That doesn't really fit into the Marvel. The Marvel movies i don't think and i and none of the fast and the furious characters really join a rival what about um star wars that could work uh the force, yeah, force awakens. awakens he quits being a stormtrooper yeah and he joins the rebellion that's because kylo ren's a bit of a ass yeah yeah that makes sense <laughs> okay we'll go with and that force awakens and your answer is the force awakens good job nice that was a bit of a vague clue that's okay, though. Yeah, what you should do Matt. for Matt's clues is tell him all the movies it's not, and then he'll have future <laughs> questions based on those movies with the same clues. All right, Hollywood Cast Connection, your last year is 1995. I think you're right. Do you want to take a clue, or do you want to just go with Toy Story? No, we can maybe try to catch him on points. Let's go with it. All right, we're now going Toy I, Story. Now that I agree with you, we'll be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your next clue was Tim Allen stars as a man having an identity crisis. It was Toy Story. Awesome. I am Mrs. Could Nesbitt. have also been the Santa Claus. <laughs> Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. After the swing round, it looks like Team Hollywood Cast Connection slash Rick and Jordy are at 60 points, and uh, we only have 15 points more than them over at Triviality. So we have 75. All right. Round two, question one. This Canadian R&B singer got his start releasing music onto YouTube in 2010 and then had an independent hit mixtape, House of Balloons, which featured quite a few uncut gems. All right. We are locked in. Yeah, I know the answer. I mean, if they're locked in, I'm pretty sure. 
the Uncut Gems reference is about the weekend because he was in that movie. Oh, nice. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it's the weekend if you want to lock in with that. Good job, Paul. Thanks. If only, right. if they're only, pretty sure they're right. Uh, Triviality, what do you guys say? If only that was the correct answer. You guys were so close. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love uh, going on Twitter every Friday and seeing the uh, meme of Daniel Craig on SNL going, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> is he like exasperated? <laughs> yeah, he, he's trying to be like, oh, this is wonderful, but everyone does it on a Friday because it sounds like it's been a long week. So, nope, The answer is the weekend. Great job. All right, moving on to question two. Before officially being called an ampersand, it was just a ligature of what two letters forming the Latin word for and? A and E, the uh, cable network. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, triviality? We discussed a lot of uh, letters, A, S, X, and E. Um, We went with E and X because it forms the best Latin word, we think. Okay, you guys were pretty close. Uh, the ones we're looking for were E and T. Hmm. Dang. Oh, oh, oh et. Oh, et. Uh, <laughs> you just cut out that whole part I said about the A and E. The first 48 hours are the most important. <laughs> All right. Moving on to question three that has a word I definitely can't pronounce. This, can't um, <laughs> this empire founded their capital city of Tenochtitlan, after seeing what they saw as a prophetic sign that would later be visualized on the modern-day country's flag. All right, we have an idea, and we're going to lock it in. Paul, you said that kind of rang a bell to you, Tenochtitlan. Well, it did, but you I know how I, how I overthink things. For me, like if I was trying to assign it to a region, it looks more Latin to me, like a South American kind of thing, like uh, Aztec or Mayan, just off, don't, Furrow your eyebrows. I'm not. I wasn't. I was. Stop. (laughs) Countries that have pictures on the flags. Mexico has the bird with the snake. Yeah, but so does Egypt. Egypt also has a bird, but Mozambique has a machine gun on their flag. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) There's just a machine gun laying in the middle of the ground, and they're like, "This is our city." That's it. Prophetic uh, symbol. I mean, an eagle carrying a snake would be a prophetic symbol that would then be on a flag. Teenage sure. Teetlin sounds Aztec or Mayan, but he needs the name of the empire. So do you want to go with... Oh, yeah. I don't know which is which. Aztec. Aztec. Oh, We're locking in. the wrong one. Dang it. Okay. He said Aztec. I'm going to say Mayan. We're locking in with Mayan. Okay. All right. Uh, we had the same exact debate. Uh, we pretty quickly locked in on Mexico being the uh, the country, and we went with Mayan also. And the answer was the Aztec. Uh, oh my! <laughs> I had it right. After you fight somebody, talked me into it. I, 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 <laughs> my gut was it. saying Aztec. Was it? But... I I knew it was one of the two because I I'm assuming this is on one of Matt's alien shows. They probably talked about it. That's why <laughs> I thought it had to have been one of those two. <laughs> uh, that's good game theory, Neil. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on to the next question. Um, while the name of the company may imply that it makes everything bigger, the calculator they released in 1967 was fortunately pocket-sized. Which company was it? Got Locked it. In. Locked in. I believe this is the company that created the uh, gadget that Ken would uh, love to type in 8008S on. <laughs> I was too busy playing uh, playing like Fall Down and, oh, the, and what about uh, the worm Bubble one? Bobble and Bubble Centipede on it. Centipede, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to go with Texas <laughs> Instruments. Okay. 
Yeah, everything's bigger in Texas. We liked in Texas Instruments. Your answer is Texas Instruments. Points for both teams. One of my Little favorite acti- activities of yore was uh, in the office. I had a couple coworkers from Texas, and we just kind of walk up to them and go. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. Don't humor him. We're from Texas. It's We're required by law to do that. <laughs> it's true. It is According mandatory. According to Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I'm actually committing treachery at this moment. <laughs> All right. This question five is from recent host Anne Gehring. Thanks, Anne. Thank you, Anne. In the famous scene of The Godfather, movie producer Jack Waltz wakes to find a prized horse's head in bed with him. What's the name of the horse? Dang it. All right. We're, we're locked in. Pick your favorite Caesar, man. Oh, you and really the, think it's like a Caesar name? I really have nothing better. Unless well, let's you... just keep it Shakespeare and go Julius All Caesar right. is the horse's name. So wrong. Okay. All right, you're in with Caesar. Um, I for some reason I was thinking of the letter H or around that area. Um, so we we kept saying like Hyperion, um, but we couldn't come up with any. Hyrule. I think Hyrule we said, but yeah, that's from Zelda. That's Zelda, right? Yeah. So we just like locked in with Hyperion. Okay, and the answer oh. is Khartoum. So yeah. close. Wow. Oh, that's the capital of Sudan. Isn't Sudan, it? right? Khartoum. Well, now I'll remember it. Yep. All right, what are the scores after five questions? After five questions, Hollywood Cast Connections picking up 20 points, and so are we. 80 to 95. We needed that Aztecs question, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, hopefully we get some more points at the second half of this round. Uh, Moving on to question six. In response to a tweet saying how he'd ruined Jeopardy, Ken Jennings responded, I am become death, destroyer of game shows. The original quote, destroyer of worlds, is from Hindu scripture, specifically the Bhagavad Gita, and is said by whom? We're locked in. Said by whom in the Hindu scripture? Yes. Not Oppenheimer? <laughs> he also said it. He was second. He was a, didn't Oppenheimer say it? <laughs> Different context. If TikTok okay. was back then, he would have duetted the original. <laughs> this is what we're getting at. Paul, here's what I need for you to do. I need for you to think of when Michael Scott hands I know, that's out what I, the Kama exactly Sutra what I was in the conference of. room and when Dwight starts explaining who the gods are. That's not what it is, though. That's It's when they're going to celebrate Diwali and they ask oh. Kelly. She's like, I don't know. And he's yeah, like, by the don't know. And then he explains Rama after – is it Rama? No, it's the – there's one with a G and a Z. Dude, Rama's the only one I can remember, but that sounds Egyptian. So you're going Time with Rama? to celebrate Diwali. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with this question. That was all about like... Destroyer of Worlds. Sure. Uh, Rama. Just Rama. Rama right? Whatever. Okay. That's fine. And uh, the little I know about uh, the Hindu religion is that Shiva is the destroyer. Mm-hmm. I agree. And the answer I was actually looking for was Vishnu. Get oh. out of here. Isn't oh. Vishnu the creator? Uh, he no, that's Tyler. It the the quote is attributed to Vishnu. All right, Vishnu. Wow, what a horrible twist. Yeah, I got real nervous. <laughs> I know. I feel very relieved right now. Even though I had you already were written way your wrong down. Yeah. All right. Moving to question seven. This type of dessert wine is always shipped in from Portugal. It's always important to check how much is left when ordering a shipment. So, port. Port, port wine, wine is from Portugal, but I don't understand his last. 
How much is left Clue. after a shipment? Yeah. I, I was thinking port wine as well, because that's a dessert wine, right? Yeah. How much is left? Port. Oh, because of, on a boat, port means left, right? Left side of the boat, port side. <laughs> is that that has to be his clue, right? I guess. I, I'm terrible he's, with. He's, he, he's messing me up with too much, too many hints. Yeah, there's man. too many. It's so up and down. All right. All right. Trying to go through the dessert wines that I know. Check how much is left is the clue that's hanging me up. I know port wine is a thing, uh, and port Portugal. I'm wondering if it's like. It's called port wine because it's made in Portugal. Like to make true champagne, it has to be made in Champagne, that kind of thing, you know? Champagne. <laughs> Let's just go with port wine. I'm not going to get any closer to That's it. That's fine. We also said port, and we think that you threw in that extra clue at the end because that's the right side of the ship. Or the left no, side the, of the ship. Uh, port was the left side of the ship. Either what? way, the answer is port. Is that, <laughs> isn't the uh, starboard the left side? No? Have I have that confused? I think you got it backwards. I'm uh, pretty sure port is the left side. I've got everything backwards today. The destroyers are the creators, and the the Aztecs are the Mayans, and the left is right. <laughs> that is true. We have been on. It's the opposite day today. You're right. <laughs> oh, good to know. <laughs> All right, moving on to question eight. Uh, in video games, you often see certain types of characters referred to as NPCs. What does NPC stand for? Locked in. Locked in. Ooh, that was you guys want to go first? NPC is a non-playable character. Yeah, non-player character. Mm-hmm. The non-playable character. Nice easy one after after some rough ones earlier. Good job, Paul. Thanks. Video games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question nine. The It franchise has been very lucrative for Stephen King with the remake and its sequel easily topping its highest box office returns. What 1999 movie is currently sitting in the third spot when adjusted for inflation? These are Stephen King movies. So what you're saying is uh, the two it's are one and two? Correct. Okay. Right. We're trying to latch onto something inflation, but that just keeps bringing us back to the balloon from it. So we're going to go with that, which is the prequel to it. Mm. <laughs> the lesser known. Okay. <laughs> We went through almost every Stephen King movie we could think of, and none of them were from 1999. And then Ken said, maybe it's a non-horror one. And we landed on The Green Mile. And your answer is The Green Mile. Sam. And we Sam. freaking talked about that, too. Oh, I said The Green Mile. He I was think... like, what's that movie that's Stephen King that you don't really know it's Stephen King? And I said, Shawshank. And he said, yeah, never mind. <laughs> so then we said Green Mile. The one the one I was surprised was Room 1408 was really high up there on a lot of them. It made a lot of money. And I don't know so anyone weird. who's seen it. Oh, I saw I that saw in the it. theater. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> why. Only just begun. I think, yeah. uh, I think Ken actually inspire the idea because you had to use the washroom yeah and tom hanks couldn't come <laughs> and couldn't it's opposite day <laughs> all right let's finish out round two with a valentine's day question oh game's probably coming out sometime around valentine's day happy valentine's day everybody <laughs> in the movie valentine's day no. taylor lautner is involved <laughs> Nope, continue. In the movie Valentine's Day, Taylor Lautner is involved in his own love story subplot where he's decided to wait for marriage to make love to his girlfriend, who he was dating in real life at the time. Who plays his girlfriend? Oh, uh, I think it's Taylor Swift. I know she's in the movie and I know they dated, so I'm going to go with Taylor Swift. 
Yeah, uh, we know in real life they broke up because uh, Taylor Lautner could only have sex when there was a full moon, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we went with uh, Taylor Swift. Plus, yep, crying, answer crying out your Swift. own name is a little bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit weird. I'm glad that was right. That was the only guess I would have had anyway. I wrote it on my paper. After regulation, it looks like Team Hollywood Cast Connection slash Rick and Jordy have 110 points, and Team Triviality slash The Other Guys has 135 points. Golly gee. So still close. It's still anybody's game, especially with this final round and the wagers. So, Matt, what are those categories so we can pick our wagers? All right. And so we all know, we all know that Matt's categories are useless. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry. These are extra useless because your yeah. categories are... Where's the beef? <laughs> Here we go. The, bre- <laughs> the breakfast of champions. Betcha can't eat just one. You're in good hands. And lastly, what's in your wallet? Well, since <laughs> it doesn't matter, let's just do 20s. Yeah, that's fine with me. Let's do 20s all the way down as well. Okay, so in light of Matt's categories being absolutely useless, uh, <laughs> both teams are doing 20s all the way down, and we'll just see how it shakes out. Yep, and now while both of these teams are risking 20 points on these questions, there's absolutely no risk in joining us over at Patreon. Neil, why don't you tell them a little bit about Patreon? Well, what a wonderful segue, Matt. If you'd like to join us over at Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, where you can find tons and tons of bonus audio content, and uh, you get some stickers and posters and boxes. Oh my, that's a Wizard of Oz reference for all of you Hollywood Cast Connection fans. We really appreciate all the support we've gotten over the past four years, and uh, we're at about 350 patrons right now, and we'd love to hit 500 this year, and that is our end of year goal so if you can help us do that help us continue to grow the show we'd be very very appreciative so please go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast let's make it 2000 let's, let's make, make it 3000 let's make it 3000 and you get a uh, a chicken uh, cooker that uh, if you you can leave it on and it cooks is that what the saying <laughs> set is? it and forget it set it and forget it let's make it 4000 <laughs> well, let's just make it 10000 how about that 10000 right. 10, patrons. patrons well before this ends up at 100000 why don't we get to these questions <laughs> All right. In the category of where's the beef, not trying to start a beef with any of the other really southern capitals, but this oceanic capital city is definitely the most southern in the world. In the category of the breakfast of champions, Urban Meyer has just been named the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prior to this, he had been a very successful college coach, winning national championships at two different programs, one in the Big Ten and one in the SEC. Name both of them. In Betchikani, just one. In 2019, Bronte, a town in Sicily, celebrated the 30th anniversary of a festival celebrating this green gold of Etna. You'd be nuts not to know that this food item is given as a gift during Chinese New Year as a symbol of health, happiness, and good fortune. In You're in Good Hands. The Crickets were surprisingly not the backing band to Jiminy, but rather this rock legend who, unlike Jiminy, was more known for his glasses than his top hat. In What's in Your Wallet. With a name reminiscent of a houseplant, this is the more common, commonly known name for the money withheld from your paycheck that funds federal programs that provide benefits for retirees, people with disabilities, and children of deceased workers. Okay. We will think about these answers, and we'll be right back. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places— 
Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan. But nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches April 9th. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right. After a little bit of deliberation, both teams are locked in. So let's hear the questions one more time, the stupid hints and all, and we'll (laughs) see how we did. All right. In Where's the Beef? Not trying to start a beef with any of the other really southern capitals, but this oceanic capital city is definitely the most southern in the world. What is that capital? We'll start with triviality. See, here we were trying to do geography, and then we realized uh, beef Wellington is a thing, and uh, Wellington, New Zealand. Nice. All right, Jorts? I was so tempted to spin my around and i had it all wrong new zealand is under australia we locked in with canberra the answer was wellington i uh, was nice. named after and the dish was named after the duke of wellington so that's where it comes from cool despite gordon ramsay saying that it's his dish no. <laughs> i saw he's making a beet wellington now mm. interesting for for the vegetarians out there and Beyond if you make it wellington. wrong he'll call you a donut Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question two in the breakfast of champions. Basically, where did Urban Meyer win his two NCAA championships? Uh, We'll start with George. You guys had a little bit of an idea there. Yeah. I don't know what SEC schools are. (laughs) I remembered Urban Meyer from Ohio State. um, And then Paul listed off some SEC schools and Auburn sounded right to me. So we locked in with Ohio State and Auburn. Okay. Yeah, shout out to uh, our friend Rich Eisen over at the Rich Eisen Show, our sponsor for today's episode. Uh, luckily, I was watching a YouTube clip of this when he was uh, imploring Urban Meyer to take the Jaguars job, and he put on the stat that he won at both Ohio State and then Florida, and that was our other answer. Mm-hmm. The answer was Florida. Dang it. We had the colors, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, not Florida State? No, just, just the Gators, yeah. University of Florida. Florida's blue and orange like Auburn, right? That is correct. Okay. 
No points for that, though. Sorry. No bonus points. <laughs> Question three. In Betcha Can't Eat Just One, in 2019, Bronte is town in Sicily celebrated the 30th anniversary of a festival celebrating this green gold of Etna. Um, what is that green gold of Etna jorts? Yeah, we think it's the namesake of Dana Carvey in the cult classic Master of Disguise. We locked in with pistachio. Yeah, you said uh, you'd be nuts and also the color green, so we said pistachio. <laughs> mm-hmm. The answer was pistachio. Turtle. All right, moving from t- turtles to crickets. Uh, the crickets were surprisingly not the backing band to Jiminy. Who were they the backing band for, Triviality? Yeah, this one uh, we stumbled on. Uh, we said Elvis Costello, but now after we've locked in, I realize the correct answer. But uh, you guys go ahead. Yeah, we don't know what the correct answer is. We talked about a lot of guys with glasses and landed on Elton John. Mm, it's actually based off one of my favorite Weezer songs. We're looking for Buddy Holly. Yeah. Oh. See, he doesn't wear glasses anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not currently. Well, I mean, he could have been. You, you have to go about six feet to get to him. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> All right, question five. What's in your wallet? Uh, what's that wonderful thing that comes out of your paycheck every week? Uh, we'll start with jorts. Yeah, we thought the houseplant you were referring to was a ficus. So we went with fica, F-I-C-A. All right. And triviality. We also thought the same. Uh, <laughs> yep. That was quite a stretch by me, but the answer <laughs> was fica. You remember on the first episode of Friends, or one of the first episodes, when Rachel gets a job and she's like, who's this FICA guy and why is he getting all my money? (laughs) Nice. And it looks like after the final points have been tabulated, Hollywood Cast Connection will have 90 points, so they did surpass their 60 uh, from their show, if you're a fan and a listener, which you should be. And uh, today's cream of the crop is Team Triviality with 195 points. I am the cream Holy cow. Good Lord. <laughs> Holy cow. We got smoked. So, Ken, we're, we're back on top. We've had uh, sort of a dry season. What do you mean? You're winning all the time. <laughs> well, I just mean together as a team, as the other guys, the Will Ferrell and the Mark Wahlberg. Who is who is that? Is that your wife? Who is that? Ava Mendes? Yeah. Seriously. Who Stop is joking. That? Who is this? Why, Sheila? <laughs> you learn to dance like that sarcastically? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, Sam and Paul, uh, worthy competitors, uh, but uh, every week you're putting in a great performance on your show. So can you tell people where to find it? Because everyone should be listening to it. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, find us anywhere you find podcasts. Somebody called it a podcatcher the other day, but uh, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we are Hollywood Cast Connection. Just look for the gray logo with the black and white clacker on it. Um, comes out every Monday morning. And uh, yeah, you can also find us at hollywoodcastconnection.com. That's got links to our Facebook group and our Patreon. And uh, yeah, we'd love to interact with you guys and uh, make some connections. And thanks again, uh, you guys, for joining us today. We had a great time. Uh, For Sam, Paul, Matt, Neil, I'm Ken. That was Triviality. Good luck, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, get the 4K discs. <laughs> <laughs> Are you now? <laughs> hey, at least then it'll be very enjoyable. Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the uh, 4K the f- being 4,000. Yes, right? uh, uh, start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>